This, this is the Kristen and Knight podcast. Kristen and Knight podcast. Fueled by McCafe. Barista made coffee 24-7. On Mix 106.3. Kristen, I, I hold in my hand a newspaper article entitled Woman Fumes mm. at Bar's Description of Her on the Bill. <gasps> oh, this always gets awkward, doesn't it? Usually... Mm. This has some manner of sexist or racist connotation. Yes. You you hear these stories all the time. Oh, the, the guy went to pay the bill and he looked at it and he was described as... Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. blah something mm. mildly racist or sexist mm. or in some way offensive. Or uh, the mum with the irritating kid. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, if <laughs> well, your kids are irritating... Totally. You just need to cop that on the chin. Totally. But, no. Um, and if you're reacting to it... Well, exactly. It's probably because you know that they were irritating. Yeah. Mm. You didn't raise them right, did you? Oh, oh, I wasn't going to go there, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, don't worry. It's all good. I did. So, here's the thing. The description on the bill of this woman that caused her to be so outraged, it was three words, Kristen, and those three words were, girl by herself. Hmm. Okay. And, and she was like, <gasps> I have friends. God, I wish we had Greta Thunberg here to go, how dare you? Oh. That's the vibe because she's like, I I was not by myself. I was here with other people who, and they had, like, they left earlier. So, mm. but I mean, now technically I'm by myself, but earlier on I was with other people. And how dare you say that I was by myself? That's unacceptable. But, oh, like, whoa, 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 whoa. I hey, know. He's up, honey. <laughs> I go out like, by myself. Did they leave the bill for you to pay? Is that why we're so upset? No, it doesn't say anything about that. But she's saying it's so disrespectful oh. and savage. I'm like, oh. wait, what? <laughs> it, she's a girl sitting by herself. Yeah. And around, like, how is that savage? I, yeah. I sit at my. I, I, Kristen, not unusual at all no. for me to, after the show, go somewhere, order myself some eggs, Benedict, mm. get a copy of uh, you know Unique Motorcycle magazine, and just sit down. Yeah, in the sun. Eat my eggs, Benny, and mm. read a motorcycle magazine by myself. Uh, and I would not be outraged in the slightest if no. someone described me as such. Why? No. You do it. You do it a lot. Why is that a problem? Even like that- pubs. Nigel go to a pub and sit in the corner and read a book. Yeah. Mm. I mean, is, is that is that weird? No. I wouldn't. Have well, I don't so. know. I mean, you and I have been friends for a while, so I'm like it's just Nige. Would you be offended if someone described you on a bill as as girl by herself? No, you absolutely not. Would you go but, out by yourself? Or oh you... yeah, absolutely. When I was living on the foreshore, God, when I was footloose and fancy free and not a mum. Back in the day. Um, back in the day. Oh memories. Um, on a Friday, if I had a column to write, I would you know walk downstairs and go and take my laptop and go and sit you know at the bar. There you go. And get a glass of wine and actually just sit and people watch and think and write and yeah, it's where I, I think I did some of my best work, especially after a couple of shardies. Well, there you go. Oh, the words flow after a wine. Tell oh, you yeah. what. Don't they just? Oh, don't they? Man, and then, the, the, and the next, songs I've written. Oh, uh, no. But then you look back on it the next day and you're like, God, did I really write that? Yeah, I got a bit lippy there, didn't <laughs> where, I? Where did that come from? Um, Pipe I, down. I want to revisit this a bit later when people are up and about and, and talk to them. You about. know what it is? It's a generational thing. What? I really? can't see people, yeah, the younger generation, even just be still for a moment, Nige. You know, oh, like wow. when they're when they're sitting and waiting for their pizza to be cooked. You, you know, hear that, kids, the old ladies on the radio <laughs> making fun of you again. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but but I, I see them pick up their phone like the phone is the pacifier. Oh, okay. 
You know, oh. like they can't just sit and be still. Or talk to their friend or something. Yeah, yeah. so okay. potentially sitting uh, sitting at, at a table by themselves without someone to talk to or sitting on your phone or something to do, maybe that makes them anxious. Maybe that's, that's just a big no-no. Maybe they should just try the Eggs Benedict. Mm. That's what they need. And get a motorcycle magazine. It's very soothing. Sounds like the Kristen and Knight podcast. Sounds like Mix 106.3. Today, amongst many other topics, mm. conquering your fears. By facing them. Which I, I dispute. Mm. They say, the experts say, oh, if you're scared of spiders, then uh, just sit in a big bucket and we'll pour spiders all over you and then you'll be free of your fears. Uh, and I say no. Uh, what will happen then is I would be traumatised. Mm. There'd be a lot of dead spiders and bite marks and, 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 and tears, mm. you know? So on 62421063, we've been asking the question, can you actually conquer your fears by facing them like that? All right, John in Oaks Estate, good morning. G'day, how are you going? Now, you um, had a fear of water, so how did you overcome that? Okay, I was terrified of water my whole life. Mm. For some stupid reason, I joined the Navy. I should have joined the Air Force instead. Um, and one of the things we had to do during training was go through this thing called the 50-foot tank. Oh. It was trying to simulate being on a submarine uh, if it was underwater and you had to escape. Oh. Um, and so, and they had divers like um, every 10 feet, so if you got into trouble. And so I made it up through the 60-foot tank, otherwise I wouldn't be talking to you. Yeah. But um, now I am, I'm even more terrified of water <gasps> now than I ever was. Did, I'm scared of, I'm scared of bathtubs. Oh, I'm like, quite literally. And this was like 35 years ago. Oh, so, John, so, there it is. So you... So facing your fears, um, I'm, I'm with Nige. I'm more terrified. Like, if you were yeah. scared of spiders, I'd be terrified of a, a, a daddy long legs or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. See, John oh, has just proven my point. Thing. Facing your fears just makes you even more oh. afraid. Yeah, so like, I, I, I didn't last all that long in the Navy. You no. Know? But good on you for right. giving it a crack, yeah. man. I, I admire this, the, yeah. the moxie there. Like, yeah. I'm scared yeah. of water. I'll join the Navy. Yeah, those are the things they don't actually tell you in the recruiting brochure. No, that's, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah. that. They leave some things it's, out. It's not good PR, John, you see. Mm. They do the about. same, John, when you're having a baby, FYI. There's a few things they leave out in the in the brochure, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there's not a having a baby brochure. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, you, you've, you've done it, Kristen, so, you know, all good luck to you. I mean, Thanks, John. Be honest with me, Kristen. If they did tell you what you were actually, no one would do it. That's true. That's why they lie to you. They have to. You're listening to the Kristen and Knight podcast, Mix 106.3. Oh, Kristen, welcome back to the show. This morning, we are discussing going out by yourself, mm. being spotted out in public on your own, be it at a bar or a restaurant, maybe at the movies, and why, for some people, that's considered just a, a massive social faux pas. Because this one particular lady quote got so offended that the wait staff assumed that she was there by herself. She was like, oh, I've got friends that were here. Didn't you see them? They've just left. Yeah. She was described on her bill as, and I quote, girl by herself. Mm. Uh, and she was highly outraged that she was described as such. She's like, oh, I, I had friends here earlier. They just went home a bit earlier than me. Why would you say that I'm here by myself? God, who would ever say that about someone? <laughs> there's, like, so, there's something else going on there, though, don't you think? 
Look, I, Sometimes honestly, it's not about what was written on the bill. You know what I'm saying? I have met people, Kristen, over the years who will flatly refuse to go to the movies by themselves or mm. be seen out in public at a restaurant by themselves. It, it is a thing. Right. Um, I, I don't fully understand it, but Shamar from Yas, where do you sit here? Is it cool to go to the movies or a restaurant or something by yourself and be seen out and about? Absolutely. I used to think it was odd, but then I was single for quite a few years, and if I didn't do it by myself, then I didn't do it. Mm. You know? Touche. So that's, that's the payoff. That's yeah. the payoff. Sit at home twiddling your thumbs or you just wait for someone to invite you somewhere? Nah. Yeah. Just but, go do it. But and before you... you were single, Shamar, if you, if you went out to a movie by yourself and someone saw you, you would be like, oh, God, I hope no one sees me, you know, while I'm out by myself and they think I'm a weirdo. <laughs> Yeah, or I would have had a really, really good excuse, like, um, I don't know. I you got stood up. Or... time waiting for the car at the mechanic or something, you know. Oh, yeah. wow, okay. Wow, you've really yeah. thought this through. Yeah. And do you find now <laughs> when you go out, it sort of pushes you out of your comfort zone a little bit? You're introducing yourself to more people, you sort of, you know. Absolutely. Oh, my yeah. God, I just, last year, last year I drove nearly 10,000 kilometres around the country by myself. Whoa. Oh, amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, comfort zone, <laughs> comfort zone did not exist. No, yeah. I bet you go had some good pies though. Did you? They, they... <laughs> or bacon oh, and egg burgers. Mate. Yeah, <laughs> mate, the whole trip was wonderful. That's awesome. And I think everybody needs to spend more time by themselves. Actually, there you yeah. go. Thank you, Shamar. Well put. Right, I'm going to give that a ding. No worries. That is no, true. Not everyone gets a ding. Just most people. It is true. Then right. I think I think more people should spend time by themselves. Yeah, oh, I do. I do it all the time. It's great. In fact, it's pretty much all I ever do. Mm. Uh, John from Greenway, uh, what are your thoughts here? Uh, alone time at the movies or at a restaurant? Is it weird? Is it a social faux pas? Or are you cool with it? I'm cool with it. Okay, good like, for you. I'm, I've got a girl. I've got a girlfriend. I tell her like I need. I need me time. Yeah. Mm. Like, I don't care if I go out by myself, movies, restaurant, or anything like that. I I want to be alone. But John, yes. what if, what if someone been, saw you? I don't care. Exactly. You see? <laughs> see how liberating that is? Like, oh, John's without his partner. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. John, it's funny, you know, the other day we were talking about um, Queen Elizabeth Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip, I know, go figure, but we were talking about the secret to a long-lasting marriage because obviously they had been married for 73 years and I was actually saying that morning, like, I know this sounds really weird, but coming from someone who's married, the secret is alone time. Yeah. Being able to have exactly. separate time and then come back together and have uh, just different stuff to talk about. Yep. Like, like she's got her space. She's a she's a full time uni student. I've got my space in the garage. We <laughs> if we don't if we don't need to bother each other, we don't. Yeah. Okay. And then occasionally you meet up and go, oh, there's that dude I really like. <laughs> you know wow, what I mean? It's what are you yeah. doing here? <laughs> yeah, I like you. Let's hang out for a while. Uh, exactly. John. Awesome, I, John. Go masters. Go watch Lego Masters together. That'll tie the room and the relationship together every time. She doesn't like Lego Masters. Oh, Oh, John, I'm sorry. She can go and study while you watch it. Exactly. Yeah, see? And that's how the world works, Kristen. (laughs) You're listening to the Kristen and Knight podcast. Mix 106.3. Oh, you know what they say, Kristen? Better late than never. Uh, And on 62421063 right now, a friend of the show, well, only just... Put your mitts together, please. For Dr. Oh, Harry Cooper, ladies and gentlemen. Worth it. Worth the wait, Dr. Harry. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to all of you. You've got to blame it on the first frosted winter, I suppose, haven't you? Yeah, yeah the phones don't work in the car. Yeah, yeah, 100%, Dr. Harry. 
how are yeah, you? Well, How's beautiful Bungendor? Well, it's nice. I tell you what, I like being around Canberra this time of year because the trees are turning. It's a beautiful colour around. The mornings are crisp. But the days are great. The days are really lovely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like... My fingers are numb, but uh, it's going to get better as the day goes on. It's hardly a cloud in the sky. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So I'm surrounded by alpacas, so it's really lovely. Yeah, oh, great, spot. great spot. What a tremendous animal, Dr. Yeah, Harry, do you huh? like alpacas? I love alpacas. Do you, do I love a black wattle farm. Yeah. Uh, there was an alpaca um, yeah. on a farm just outside of town back when I was doing a Hot 30 countdown here on, on the radio, and the, the, the little girl who lived there named the alpaca after me. Really? Yeah, I was, that was, was the boy. greatest honour. It was. It was, it was an <laughs> alpaca called Nige. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're great creatures. They really are wonderful creatures. I like them a lot, yeah. Actually, members of the camel family, believe it or not. They yeah. are. So different animals. They, they're very good because they don't do a lot of damage to the ground. You know, if you look at cattle and sheep and horses, they have very hard feet. Yeah. Well, the alpacas are like camels. They have very soft feet. They have a toe out the front, but they have these big pads behind. So when mm. they walk on the ground, they don't compress the ground. Yeah. Like ordinary livestock do, so they're very healthy for our soils in Australia. The mm. green animals. Oh, even the ants survive when they get walked on. Dr. Harry, it's a miracle. Um, now, <laughs> we have a couple of questions. If you've got a we second mate, from our yeah, listeners, we, people want to we, know yeah. things. Kristen, take it away. What do we got, Dr. Harry? We've been absolutely inundated, but Tyler Brunning wants to know, uh, Dr. Harry, my nearly fourteen-month rescue Staffy cross cattle dog still barks and lunges at other dogs and sometimes people, and I want to believe he is not aggressive but how do I stop him doing this because it makes our daily walk unpleasant? Yeah, okay. I just dealt with exactly the same sort of problem in a dog earlier this week. And so you'll actually see a perfect demonstration on television. But the most important thing is that you have control of your dog and better control of the dog. And you're going to need a good device to have that. So there's a, there are a number of products on the market made by a company called Spawn, S-P-I-R-N. Amer- it's an American company. And there's a training holder, which you can get, which fits around the dog's shoulders. And it gives you much better control over the dog when you're walking the dog. So it'll stop a lot of the lunging and, and jumping and one thing and another. The basic principle of the training technique is this. You ask your dog to sit and preferably drop before the other dog gets anywhere near you. Oh. So when you can see the other dog coming and it's maybe 20 metres away, you put your dog in sit and drop and you can reward the dog for doing this with some little treats and one thing or another and you keep your dog in that situation till the other dog walks past. Now initially you practice this with someone you know so the other dog might be say 10 metres away and then gradually you get closer and closer and closer while you control your dog. Okay? It's important. Some staffies, some staffies don't like other dogs probably one in 20, okay, because they're originally a fighting breed, and unfortunately the odd dog today doesn't like another dog. But most of them are really good, and I do love Snappies, and they're in my top ten. I love oh, it. Oh, that's awesome. I like that. Uh, one more for you, try it out. for you, Dr. Harry. Jane Elizabeth yeah, says, on, yes, our 18-month-old toy poodle refuses to go outside to the toilet if it is wet or cold. How can we get her to go outside? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a poodle. There's <laughs> uh, you know, your she, problem uh, right there. She's a little bit, little bit too good to go out and get my feet dirty or my feet wet or my feet cold or something rather like that. Oh, okay? God, sounds like uh, me. If it's a bitch, is it a female? Does, it, does yes. they say what sex the dog is? Yes, her. Female. Okay. Normally they're very, very good. and They're easier to train than the males. Uh, so the first thing to do is to make sure that the dog doesn't have any urinary tract problems. So you've got to collect a bit of urine. So how do you do that? Okay, very easily. Carefully. You get yourself a frying pan. 
Frying pan, frying pan, mate. You make oh. sure that you've cleaned the frying pan, okay? Not just don't have the bacon and eggs still sitting in it, right? Clean mm. the frying pan. Take the dog out for a walk. When the dog squats, you zip the frying pan underneath. Collect a bit of urine, only with a couple of teaspoons. We just want to look at it. We don't want to swim in it. And um, the vet will test it and just make sure that there isn't any evidence of kidney disease or bladder infection. That's important, right? Yeah. Because that can sometimes go, oh, i got to go, and they just go. Um, the training technique, I use um, artificial grass. I find it really good. And what I do is get a couple of squares. You can buy them at most of the big hardware stores. Uh, for a little toy poodle, you don't need very much. You need something about a half a metre square, so you can have three or four of them. Now, you've got to get your dog to use it. So how do you do that? Well, you go and get some pee from another dog. So you find another dog in the neighbourhood, someone you know, collect a bit of pee from... Get the frying pan out again? Yeah. Yeah, frying pan out again. Yeah, collect a bit more. And then you put a few drops of it on this... Um, artificial grass you've got. What happens is your poodle comes along, smells that and goes, ha-ha, another dog's been here before me. I'm going to go there and trump the other dog because this is my territory. So they'll oh. pee over the top of that. Yeah. So what you then do is you put it where the dog pees in the house and there'll be one or two spots and you gradually move it closer and closer and closer and closer to the back door. Mm. And when you finally get the dog outside the back door and you witness some urination outside, you reward the dog. You go ballistic. You make a big fuss about it. But most yeah. importantly, make sure there isn't a bladder problem to start off with. So get the urine checked, okay? Oh, now, first Dr. thing you need to do, of course, is buy a frying pan. Get your frying yeah, pan. Get a, okay. yeah. get, a, get a special frying pan just for that job. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> sort of use the one out of the kitchen. Not the scam pan. Yeah. No, it's a bit, I, I, that did happen one day. I did actually get this sample from a dog and... You know, I looked at it and I thought, my God, this dog's got every disease known to man and a few that we haven't found yet. And I tested it and it was absolutely terrible. And I said to the woman, did you collect it in a frying pan? She said, yes. I said, you did clean the frying pan first. No, she said, we had bacon and eggs for breakfast. There you go. <laughs> that's, your, that's your problem again. Uh, Dr. Harry, thank you yeah, so yeah, I much. Have to, I, I have to spell it out. I have to spell it out. Mate, I can imagine. Sure absolutely correct. Good to know. We love you, mate. Uh, Watch him on the telly. Learn stuff from him. Uh, He's forgotten more about animals than we'll ever know. Dr. Mm. Harry, thank you so much for your time this morning, as always. Great to be back in Canberra. Wonderful place. Should be here more often. But I'll come next time in the summertime. Is that all right? Sold. (laughs) Sounds good to us. Consider it a date. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going back to the coast. It's a bit warmer. See you, guys. Thanks for having a great day. There you go. That was Dr. Harry. That was the Kristen and Knight podcast. Filled by McCafe. Barista made coffee 24-7. On Mix 106.3.